0: listening to Hot Board. It's the show where we bring people from around Tuscarawas County's communities and we listen to the conversations that they're having that are changing our way of life. We're talking to the people that are doing the things that are changing the way we live our everyday lives here in Tuscarawas County. So this time around, Well, I'm Ryan Pasterkak, and I recently sat down with New Philadelphia Schools Superintendent Dave Brand. We talked about his vision for the future of New Philadelphia schools. Specifically, we talked about the district's $57.5 million bond issue and a .5 mil additional levy. That's all really attached to the $102 million facilities master plan that's appearing on the district's March primary ballot. It's issue four and it's an issue that's met with a lot of opinions and I understand that and I understand that this potentially is going to be met with a lot of opinions and I guess I welcome them. I want this to start a conversation and really I want this to start that conversation around what the school is putting out and so who better to talk to than David Brand. I'm going to get right to it. Dave and I talked for about an hour and this is the uncut recording of that from beginning to end. I didn't tell you that this is called Hotboard. so we're sitting here with Superintendent David Brand of the New Philadelphia School District. Mr. Brand, welcome in to Hotboard. We're just having a conversation about issue number four coming up on the March 17th ballot. Hey, thanks for having me. And so, I mean, just start me on this timeline right now. Uh, everybody knows what's going on, but let's act like they don't. Let's act like we are introducing this facility's master plan. Start me off with really you as a person Where are you coming from? When did you start working as superintendent of New Philadelphia schools?
1: So this is my fifth year here and um, this journey really started then. Um, One of the things I did when I first got on board was I sat down with each individual employee and uh, asked them a couple questions. What makes New Philadelphia great? What's something you think I should know? And if you're in my seat, what would be one of the first things you'd work on? Mm -hmm. And we heard lots of different things. So many of the great things that they told me about the district is absolutely true. This amazing community that we have, supportive community, amazing staff and kids. But the facilities kept coming up. But I just didn't really have a good handle uh, on what we had. Fast forward a little bit. The the state gives gives us a call. Ohio Facility Construction Commission and says you're eligible for 55% state funding. Are you interested in looking into it? And so met with the board. We said yes. They came in, evaluated our facilities from foundations to roofs and everything in between. And once we got that report back, that's when we knew we had to do something.
0: And what's that report say? I mean, what's that look like? How's it it It, contained in the state language?
1: You know, if if you boil it down, 95 major issues, Uh, 95 areas that were rated extremely poor or uh, in in need of immediate repair or replacement.
0: Out of how many uh, buildings? How many buildings are there? Uh, ten.
1: Ten buildings. Ten facilities, um, and that really just focused, though, on um, I, I believe eight of our facilities, mm-hmm. uh, more where the academic, uh, where the kiddos are at, mm-hmm. and are the ones they analyze. So they, when you have those 95, it comes from things of foundations, um, electrical systems, safety uh, safety security stuff, upgrades with fire protection, um we're not. None of our facilities are ADA compliant. So <laughs> things of that nature, um, the the lack of parking, the the dangerous traffic flow that we have with our buses and cars, and and so all of those factors came together. boilers, infrastructural pieces, all of that, and so that's when we went to the community and said, "We know we need to do something. Tell us what." Mm-hmm. And so through that year-over-year-long journey,
0: where are we when we start this oh, with the community? So,
1: so that would have been. The turn of twenty uh, seventeen. Okay. Um. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, in the January February twenty seventeen, uh, we started having these conversations, and they got really heavy. Um, last school year, all last school year was mm. uh, multiple meetings a month. The staff. We have five hundred full and part time employees. They were involved in it. Online surveys, phone polling to collect data to figure out the. To come to a consensus on what we should do.
0: I'm trying to understand, I guess, a superintendent's idea when you're going through this. I mean, obviously, the idea of new schools is going to be on your mind. Maybe not a goal, but it's going to be something that is an option to the problems that you're looking at. Yeah. When uh, do you start seeing that these problems have to be addressed? I mean, were, was that any time after you were superintendent of New Philly schools, or did you see this coming in?
1: Well, Coming in, I I had questions just because of the number of trailers we had. Uh And just trying to understand, because you could tell they were old, that they've been there for a bit. Uh And so just getting an understanding of where we were at as a community, growing, um, declining enrollment, what what was going on in in New Philly. And um, then we got to the point where we were overcrowded and we had to find a new place for our preschool. Then it got even more overcrowded. We had to purchase two more trailers. And a trailer is $72,000 for a used trailer. And so those are temporary solutions because you can't, you can't build a building, do an addition over the summer. Yeah, um, So those are quick fixes, but they're temporary fixes. Um, so the goal for me wasn't about new, old. It was about getting the proper educational environment. Set it 100 times. It's not about the bricks. It's about the teachers and the staff, but sometimes the bricks hinder it. Mm-hmm. And when you have 500 square feet to teach 28 kids in or when you're teaching out of an old closet or we convert a shower into a classroom what was like a locker room type shower yeah that's that limits what a teacher can do with kids it limits what the kids can do and interact with each other and uh, so my goal through that process when we started was to unify the community and to rally around a plan to develop a plan together no matter what that plan was, mm-hmm. but that we built it together, that there was ownership from thousands of people, and that uh, the, the, it, it's just a, being an, I am an outsider, you know right? I, I, I grew up.: on Where are you a, coming from the um, uh, west side of Cleveland, right in the, in the country uh, out, out there, kind of near Cedar Point. And so coming down, uh, you hear so many great things about Philly, and it is so true. It it is a, an amazing community. It offers a lot of big city opportunities, but it still has that small mm-hmm. town feel, and I love that. I love that my kids are going to school here and experiencing all those things uh, the the arts and the the music and everything that we have to offer. But um, so I, I knew, and you you go to Quaker Stadium on a Friday night, and and you see 150 band kids, um, what? I don't know, 30 football players out there, yeah. 20 cheerleaders, the, the Delphine Corral singing the National Anthem, uh, all the kids in a you know, full stadium. It's and, not
0: a school that looks like it has kids <laughs> staying in trailers. No, it doesn't.
1: It doesn't, but you see that, and you see a community that rallies around its kids. Mm-hmm. You, go to the, you go to the band um, competition, the marching band competition that we hold at Quaker Stadium, and you see it's packed. Yeah. Um, so I knew – and that's just a little microcosm of stuff, right? You can see it in other ways in this town that we rally um, when things are great. You see it when, um, unfortunately, when when kids or some staff members of ours get sick or tough things happen. This community rallies and takes care of their own. It, it's amazing to see, and it's a blessing. So, so that was that was the that was the lens, and that was the thought when saying we know we need to do something. Tell us what that put everybody in a room, get everybody together, get as many people, the ideas would be far better than any one person could come up with or any five people or anything like that and that the community would really rally behind this and and put together a school system that our kids deserve and that would benefit generations to come
0: And that was what 32 34 at public least. meetings. yes
1: yeah Been different series of those to, to get to where we're at today
0: how far did those get us I mean through that right. and understanding that this this plan that's on the ballot was crafted by those meetings mm-hmm. I mean how far did that get us to so, the so ballot?
1: I mean that, that got us from infinite solutions from looking at we looked at remodels and and because of the way uh, OFCC funding is and because of the major structural issues and the age of our facilities, it would cost more locally to, to pay for those renovations and additions. And then we'd still have issues with parking and space. We're very landlocked. I mean, people know that they see it driving by. Yeah. Um, those are some concerns. So what it got to was a plan, um, excuse me, there the, a plan that would have one primary building, but it would feel smaller. Uh, kind of like our middle school and high school. It's one building, but it feels, it, but, but it feels like two. Mm-hmm. So looking at what other schools are doing and seeing how we can have that one elementary and being able to take so every kid have access to the same services because that's not the case right now. Unify them together, but still have that small school feel so the kids can have that individualized attention. Um, so we have that one. And then a new Secondary. Uh and the same sort of concept there. Having having that middle school, high school, but still having feel like multiple uh, facilities. So then it got down to looking at land. So I mean that that was the central master plan. Through that, we know the square footage, we know the amount of rooms, we know all those things. Um we don't necessarily know when you enter uh is the math wing on the left or you know, exact design. Mm-hmm. Um because as following through the state protocols we have to get the local funding before we can move into the fine details. It's not play. free
0: to know what these schools could look like, is it?
1: <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it's, approximately $7 million just for the design factor of it because you are, you're going and looking and seeing other, other pieces for engineer or architects, excuse me, to design engineers. I'm sure are involved as well. Uh, that, that whole design phase, um, is, is approximately seven million dollars. So, uh, so obviously, we need to have that local local uh, approval here in March to, to get moving on that.
0: You said the word land, and I, I mm. uh, when we talk about the community meetings and having yep. people involved in this process, uh, can you can you speak to? I mean, how that has to work from your side of it. I mean, why can't people just come in and say well, we want it right here? <laughs> you know.
1: Well, you, you know, uh, it, in some ways. As a public school, a governmental agency, we can in some ways. Mm-hmm. However, we heard very loud and clear from the community. Uh, it's my belief as well. The board believes us very strongly. We're not going to do eminent domain. And that's what I mean by, by law, we can. yeah. Um, it you can't take from another governmental agency. But uh, f- we could from the citizens. And, but and we saw what that's, that that not, that's not right. Like, yeah, I, I don't, No matter what the house is worth, it's not right. Uh, from our perspective,
0: the, uh, and I mean, to to try to make this happen, it, it, the community support tells you what you are and are mm-hmm. not able to do, and I think I think you're right to think going eminent domain is going to make March a lot more difficult <laughs> to get to to get to the <laughs> yeah, next.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's what we heard. But we heard when, when here's the plan. Our board approved it. State approved it. Then it was here's your marching orders. Go find us the land, mm. um, and couple key pieces of it, no intimate domain, inside the city so we could have city water, city sewer, police and fire, make sure the land meets all the needs for the educational excellence, equality for all, equity across the board, and all the factors that our local and national experts in safety and security say we need to do. Not just inside the building, but getting to and from the buildings. And so that was a tough challenge. And that's why we weren't on the ballot in November, because we didn't have land. And so so that was definitely a challenge for us.
0: And so when does Oak Shadows come to the picture?
1: Where are we with
0: the community planning? Whenever you see that as an option, now that we know that that is the intention.
1: Great. So we, uh, again, we were looking at different places. uh, And if if we want to, we can get in all the different places. Go for it. We got got the time to say what's relevant. You know, we we did. We we met with the owners of the mall. They're, They're not interested in selling um we had two meetings with them uh and to, to make some attempts there and, and i get it uh if we have if we have businesses down there that's great for this community uh we'd rather have that mall full of businesses in that area full of businesses than uh than not however it was going to be empty uh, you know if, if the school could utilize it then then great um but that wasn't on the table we looked in that whole that area around buckeye kent state Tuscaroras, that that general east side area and just nothing was for sale Mm-hmm. and so nothing viable that that would would fit a high school on or a secondary school on so so that took that off the table like looking we looked downtown really strong we had three realtors local realtors helping us out um and we ran into the domain issues there and and then space uh, but we also heard through the community process that the preference was one location if we could get enough land um but when you really think of new philly as a city where can you get 50, 75 plus acres in one location? So that's one of the reasons we were going, leaning towards two. Mm-hmm. Um, and and honestly, I was, there was a point I was getting a little frustrated and, and, and down because I saw the vision. I saw what this could do for our community and how it would help our students, help our local business owners uh, improve morale in the community. I've seen it. I've witnessed it in other places. Uh, not that I build other schools, but just through colleagues and other things, I, I've seen what new schools can do for communities. And when we're already a special community as we are, I can only imagine what will happen here. So then uh, we were approached that uh, that Oak Shadows was available. And so we went through a negotiation process with them. We uh, worked with uh, uh, some some folks who, who what they do is negotiate land deals for schools. Okay. That's their area of expertise because contractually – Schools can only do certain things that maybe a public, or sorry, a private um, investor or a business person um, couldn't do. Okay, and so we uh, worked with them uh, to make sure we got uh, a fair deal. And uh, so it's over two hundred and eighty acres inside the city, which gives uh, us the ability to listen to the community in this next phase um, after March seventeenth of of exactly how is it designed. And then also potential growth to build um, more if we grow more. Uh, But that land is just ripe for amazing educational opportunities um, right here in the city um, with the beauty that that Tuscaroosa County and uh, that we have here in the Valley.
0: What's the figures on that when we we talk about Oak Shadows? Absolutely, yeah. uh, And that's included in that issue four
1: um, as well. Correct. So uh, issue four is uh, the bond issue that's... um, 5.6 mils is the levy, uh, is is the bond issue amount, and that is to build and to maintain the facility for the next uh, 36 years, Um, meaning it's $16.14 per $100,000 home, and in that, there's a portion that gets carved out for uh, the purchase of the land. Um, There's another portion that gets carved out, and the state helps us develop a preventative maintenance plan and a savings account as well for the maintenance. So just like we would do with our homes, whether it's um, the things that have to happen annually, changing out filters, mm-hmm. uh, or you know your roof has maybe a 25-year roof you put on or a 50-year roof, um, that, that we have saved that for those major ma- maintenance repairs and um, that PMing plan, but also then uh, when the end of life comes for whether it's a boiler, air conditioner, uh, a roof or any other system along those lines. So again, they they help with that, and that's all included in that. Okay. Um, total per, total uh, bond issue.
0: And so with that land, uh, when you come out, that was October that we uh, made the announcement.
1: Uh, yes, I think we finally signed the deal in October.
0: What do you expect when you're doing that? I mean, I'm interested in in your job, in that perspective. The uh, the day you call that that meeting, that special meeting. What what are you what are you planning to really communicate and
1: face? During that meeting? You know, it was because of such a hard journey to find land here. It, it was extremely exciting. And uh, to be able to get it for the value that we did, we understand it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're talking about land uh, and the opportunities and what it can do for the community, uh, we felt really strong about it. So we were very excited. Um, and then we were just itching to be able to tell that story. Um, but there's rules on how we can announce meetings and other things like that. Yeah. Uh so so there was just that that wait, right? And then wanted to be able to share. Mm-hmm. And so we were excited, but also there's a lot of work ahead. <laughs> uh you know, There's so so we have so we it took a year, well more, far more than a year, right? Oh, yeah. It took over a year to develop this plan. Uh and it it took quite a while to find the land. Now we have to pass the bond issue, right? Mm-hmm. So it was um it was a sense of joy and excitement. Um, we and then also, boy, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, we did expect some surprises uh, because I didn't know the land was available, you, you know. And yeah. so we we were negotiating for quite a bit, um, and and so I heard all sorts of rumors of where we were going. You, you know, there was rumors all sorts of places we were going to end up.
0: What can be addressed? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. You, you you can only you can only bring what you have to the table whenever you are able to make those announcements that don't hurt your plan. Right. Because there's also a risk behind that, too, I'd imagine.
1: Oh, absolutely. Announced and too soon. out too soon. And then there's the respect of the, the person you're trying to make the deal with. Because, you know, we, again, we were negotiating with various folks along the way mm-hmm. or gauging their interest and maybe not even having some substantive conversations of whether they were interested in selling or not um, and to find enough land and then looking into the land in of itself. But uh, so, so this process, right, it is, it's a, it's a business negotiation. um, And so that's why we needed some earnest money uh, to, to be able to, to secure the land. So it can come off the market so we could do all of our due diligence land testing to make sure that that land really was suitable yeah. um, for, for kids and for buildings of that size and, and for that many years.
0: What questions need answered there? I mean, what, because I've, I've been watching this, I've, I, I remember the <laughs> meeting when you first brought up the term uh, ma- uh, facilities master plan. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I remember watching this from the very beginning and I got extremely excited to just watch it happen. I mean, I was, I was, interested in just to see where this goes And The meetings seem to have gotten bigger after we had land or at least after we had Absolutely. a place we wanted. Yes. So what, what needs answered
1: there? What do you think is important to, to be understood? One, just how suitable and how buildable that land is. Um, that the history of that land has changed quite a bit, uh, from being a farm fields and other things that have gone on, yeah. uh, to a golf course. Um, so there's some, there's some misconceptions out there. There's some things we didn't know, and so we had to do some testing. So f- for example, mining was it ever mined? We knew We know where those houses are up on top of that hill. They were mined. There, there was mining that went on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so we had environmental scientists look into that. Experts confirmed that, the state confirmed it, and then ODNR and U- uh, the USDA also confirmed that there wasn't mining done on the land. Uh, that we 're purchasing and have any desire to build on there 's a very small swatch in the far northeast uh, portion of it, kind of fairly close to the church, and uh, the road where hicks rough, roughing is on okay but that 's it so, so there 's no mining at all, and, and, and that would be a concern because that has different impacts on say foundation and land shifting and things along that nature
0: okay so the mining the mining mining
1: issue. mining but it, it, that took a while to figure out to, and to assure folks uh, and to assure ourselves uh, and that that was part of the contract to make sure we could do that the other part had to deal with water Um, all of us have seen it um, have seen the ponds have seen um, pictures when it when you had the pooling and the flooding and things that occur there but all those issues has been proven that it's man-made those are man-made issues and man-made problems uh, due to design of what was mutually beneficial at the time uh, the waste, or sorry, the storm water from the housing development going into the ponds and utilizing it to irrigate the the golf course. Uh-huh. Um, and that, uh, but um, uh, at times it can overfill what what they have. And um,
0: that's how many acres when we talk about where that flooding issue is of the two hundred
1: eighty acres. Uh, it's under ten percent. So it's it's let's say. Um, in, in general it's 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 a large swatch, uh, and when you look at the pictures, you can understand why it's large, but when you're looking at two hundred and eighty acres, um, you know it's it's about twenty uh twenty acres of it okay uh, twenty five maybe yeah and um, so so that uh that allows us a lot of flexibility. so we then we had um, uh, the, the types of engineers and designers and folks who deal with uh, stormwater mitigation uh, look at the land look at what's currently coming on the land and working with our local officials on what our rules are here, federal rules, and making sure we're good and that there's plenty of land for us to put in detention ponds to properly handle the storm water. And um, anything we do has to make it better for those around us. So um, sometimes you can see where uh, currently maybe some water gets across Hill and Dale, that can't, that will no longer be able to happen. We, we, we can't allow that. Uh, so we have to make that better. We can't cause someone who is uh, not in the floodplain to become now all of a sudden in the floodplain, mm-hmm. or we can't cause someone who's in the floodplain to be worse off than they are now. Yeah. Uh, we have to properly get the, the stormwater discharged, whether it's to the, the, the creek there or into uh, the city's systems. And uh, so we've been assured, uh, again, multiple agencies. And, and that's another thing with this project. That was, I, I understood I knew, but maybe I didn't understand to the same degree now going through it, the oversight from the Ohio Facilities Construction Commission, all the other agencies that are involved is attached. I was intense. wondering,
0: yeah. <laughs> Do they sign off on the they land? They sign off on to- everything. Okay.
1: Um, and all those meetings that you attended, and, you know, you saw slides of uh, how much something would cost, local versus total costs, and how that was all figured out. They go over all that information, and that's how we get it. Uh, it's okay. not just you know you you, you probably remember Rodwell with GPD and uh, and, oh, and sure. myself presenting some of that Great information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's definitely more enjoyable to listen to than I, <laughs> and uh, so he's uh, he spent uh, an awful lot of time here and and uh, but behind the scenes, there's mandatory compliance by the state through the whole way. They're not going to give in you know, this project in the you know sixty sixty five million dollars um, or so. You know fifty five percent of the total project to be able to. Uh, and not know all their boxes and all their eyes are dotted, T's are crossed, so to speak. Yeah, uh, with it. So we got um, the
0: the okay this yes. whole way through on this plan. Yes, and but
1: but it took a lot. Of, it took a lot of work and time uh, to, to assure that, and a lot of different testing that needed to occur. The other question was the land itself, as far as what's underneath that mm-hmm. dirt. Um, you know, because because your foundations. Um, and every, everything right where everything, everything's built on, on that core and that foundation needs to be built on solid land yeah and when you have a solid a solid foundation everything else can grow off of that and that's uh that's true in in, in, in analogies and it's true here in this physical building so um core samples were, were drilled um various locations of where we look where we're going to look at and they consistently showed the same thing and so when you see a trend um and, and it's a positive trend, and it's what's expected to be there. Uh, the, the geotechnical engineers, um, you know, signed off on it says it's great. There was one area where they're like, you know, if you move this building a little bit, uh, you know, 100 yards or 100 feet or something like that to the, to the east, it would be much easier for you. You yeah, have okay. less work to do. Okay, well, we can do that. And when, yeah. ha- when you have 280 acres, you can do that. Um, so we learned a little bit about that. And then when you're actually building the project, then, you know, you're, 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 uh, drilling deeper cores and things of that nature. And that's all included in the budget. And there's contingencies built in the budget because, again, the state's built over 1,200 schools. Um, so they're, they're vetted through this process pretty well. Um, we have perfected it over time. Oh, sure. Learn from mistakes. Uh, GPD themselves, I think they've built over 40 or 50, um, school buildings or remodels in, in dealing with the state. So, and their track record speaks for itself. We're not allowed to go over budget. Um, and, and, and so when you're not allowed to go over budget and all those regulations, you, you have all that oversight. And that makes me confident um, when knowing when you have three or four agencies separate from each other, independent, all telling us the same thing. Um, that gives me assurance uh, as, as the superintendent and then also just as a community member in general um, that, that this is a great place that meets all the demands and all the requests, um, all the necessities, plus all the wants that we heard from those 1,200 community members who were involved in the process and our 500 full and part-time staff members who gave input into it. And uh, so I get, that's why this site is just so, so attractive um, to us. We
0: like to hear about these possibilities. And I mean, I'm sure on your end of it, you like to see these as the potential and the, like I, and the effort it seems on your side is to, to grow that potential until March 17th and then see if it works out. What is happening now? I mean, as far as where are these teachers going to work every day? Where are these kids going to school yeah. every day? You've spent how many years now illustrating this for everybody. Yes. And I, I'm gonna have to ask you. To it's uh
1: it, it is. It's uh, the, the current reality is a little surprising. I think to some folks. I think we drive by the trailers and we think certain things are, or, or we get used to them um, because they've been this temporary solution has been go- going on for quite a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, they're small. They're cramped. They they don't have bathrooms. Uh, so I asked um, through some of the processes here just to to get a better idea because I, I've never taught out of a trailer, right? So I didn't have that experience myself. Yeah. Uh, you go in there, they're cramped. It's hard for the teacher to move around. It's hard for the kids to interact. So that definitely impacts the education, uh, the facility themselves. They're just, they're, they're temporary. So so there's some safety and security issues there, uh, but there are no bathrooms in them either. So you're like in this kind of weather, coats on and off, wet, um, raining, anything like that. So I, I asked them, uh, to start tracking a little bit of just getting those coats on and off, that process of changing classes, getting to to gym class or art class, uh, how much instructional time is lost in the trailer versus the teacher that's in the school building itself. Mm-hmm. Um, over 45 minutes a day is what they averaged out. Really? Yes. So, so you think about a, a school day, five-and-a-half, six-hour school day, you know, with lunch and some things like that. 45 minutes a day lost with just the kids having to get their coats on and off, find their stuff, get their stuff, walk from. And then the the safety procedures that we have in place to securely get them to and fro Mm -hmm. um, the best that we can. Uh, So so that's that's a challenge. We have nine of those trailers uh, throughout the district. Uh, Every one of our elementary schools uh, have them. uh, At West, for instance, Uh, about a third of the kids aren't in the building. Their regular classroom is outside in one of the three trailers that we have there. So
0: this is common practice for yes. these kids. And this is something that you've said repeatedly over these meetings. This is coming to the high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah. the waves are coming.
1: Yes. Cause we, you know, we're again, these are great problems for this community. It, it's, it, it's indicative to, it, it goes back to what I talked about, about how amazing of a community, the, how oh, people want to come back. Um, and they want to raise their families here. So, uh, you know, we're graduating, you know, in this five year period of time, we were graduating from 180 to 200, 210 kiddos. Um, but our kindergarten classes are ranging from that 250, 260, 280. Uh, and so when you're graduating 200 and you're bringing, you know, I think one year it was, it was almost 100 kids different, you know, <laughs> 80 kids different that you're bringing through. Um, right now, uh, the high school's starting to feel it because the freshman classes is where we start to get in the, two, the 240s, the 250s. Mm-hmm. Um, so that freshman class and then those class sizes that the freshmen have for those teachers and what then they can do um, is quite large. And we're, we're full at the high school. Um, so what we're going to have to be able to do once um, really we get moving in from the, that these, these fifth graders – you know those four years when when the fifth graders are freshmen, yeah. um, it, it, it's, it's going to be extremely challenging. Uh, it already is challenging there. We have spaces there that we've turned that were copy rooms or uh, were designed for storage. Yep. But uh, yeah, going back yeah, the, the, the the middle school, uh, for instance, there's was space off of the auditorium for either maybe a dressing room or, or prop storage. I'm not sure what the original design was, uh, but we utilize it as a classroom. Now I can, I can literally touch the the ceiling in that room, uh, in parts of it. And and I'm not the tallest of guys, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. and, uh, it is. It's
0: that uh, feeling of being cramped. It, it
1: is. And, and you're going down this dark, it, it's supposed to be storage. It's what it was designed for. Yeah. So w- when they designed that facility, um, it wasn't what it was for. No different than any of our elementary schools, the high school. There's other places that were designed for for storage or for other pieces and parts that just uh, we, we've had to convert them into educational spaces for our kids. And we're seeing that growth all across our, our, our community, not just one side or one one of our neighborhoods or the other. Um, so, so we have them in makeshift spaces, uh, hallway-type areas. I call some of them Sunday school rooms, you know, with those yeah. wood, dividers between uh east uh is is one that's grown quite a bit too that that library has been converted i think about five maybe five or six learning spaces wow uh for speech therapy uh special ed instruction title one tutoring um i was there uh, a couple wednesdays ago and i counted there was 40, 40 42 kiddos working in that room with various dividers and such um but they're struggling and they need, they need a little extra help and they need specialists, right? That's what those folks are. There's, they're specialized to help them. Uh, My daughter was in that, in that seat uh, when she was in in her primary years, kindergarten, first, second grade. And if she didn't get that intervention and support uh, that early intervention is key. no matter how hard our teachers are working, if we don't have that right environment. uh, Sometimes I say, I feel like I'm asking them to dig dig a ditch and I'm giving them a spork to, to get it done they don't complain. The kids don't complain. Amazing things happen. Um, I can only imagine what would happen, giving them the right tools.
0: And I'm interested in, I mean, how many new hires have you had in this past year? Oh my goodness.
1: Um, you, you know, through, uh, through that, we've added staff for sure. Uh-huh. Um,
0: what's that like? What's that process like uh, for them
1: and for you? Uh, to show, it's, to it's show exciting. these classrooms, these types of classrooms. I don't, and I'm giving, I'm giving away some some secrets right now that <laughs> may I'm hurt gonna, me in the recruiting process. We could back uh, off no, a little bit, if no. We want to. But it's 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 the reality that I would, if, if I would imagine um, being a realtor or a business person in this area and trying to convince somebody to move and and to move into Philly. Um, and seeing some of those trailers or seeing some of the the status or or trying to go to a ball game and having a having literally no parking uh you know those different challenges that folks see non ADA compliant mm-hmm. those are concerns and would be distract would 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 deter some folks from maybe making that decision sure um well so so we we only interview at uh at our admin building at front um big conference room it's nice uh, so the, the, the building level folks go through things. Um, sometimes we do some stuff at the building, but, but in a lot of cases it's, it's, it's there. Uh, and then I know, uh, when they get down second, third rounds and they get, and then I start to get involved. Um, if they ask me to go look at their, their room, if I'm looking at a title tutor or a, a reading specialist and they want to see their room at uh, one of our elementary schools, I know I lost them because there are definitely more jobs available than candidates uh, for that so if, if they're not hooked because they're they're a quaker you know they're coming they're coming back home yeah uh, it, it's challenging to get talent um, and it's nothing against any of the folks that we've hired we've hired sure. so we've been blessed we got great people working with our kids um, but uh, it, 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 it can be challenging and we lose candidates uh, because of it and 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 that's just a piece of the puzzle, right? We lose, we lose kids oh, yeah. sometimes when we give tours to families who are looking move moving and they, you know, they share some things about their kids. They have, maybe they need some extra reading help. Well, no, we don't have title. We're not allowed to have title to reading here in that building. I um, oh no, Well, we'd actually have to bust your child to another, one of our other elementaries because we don't have those services here. Uh, that's a strat. That's we, we lose families often yeah. um, I'm from that. And, and I, I understand it, but I also know that our teachers love those kids and, and, and do amazing things with them, no matter what the environment is. And like I say, the bricks don't make the experience. It's the teachers, it's the kids, it's the community. And we have all of that. Um, but sometimes the bricks hinder it. And so that and that's where we're at right now, whether it's the shower curtain walls and doors at South or um, these makeshift classrooms, hallway classrooms that we have, boiler rooms that are now split from, you know, from boiler and storage to a, a special ed classroom and, uh, in a boiler room.
0: And then, I mean, on that note, if it comes to it and it's March 18th and we're looking at possibly having to rely on these good teachers again, I mean, what comes with that? If the voters don't decide the the vision that you're promoting, I mean, what, what, what do we expect after that? That's, that's <laughs> a question that is, it's one of those tough questions it to is. ask. It is.
1: It, you know, what I would say is that, uh, that i uh, i failed the uh i i failed those people who have uh put countless hours and in time into creating this plan and the amount of people that are involved in this campaign right now is um it's it's amazing it's nothing short of a miracle it's it's hundreds of people that are out doing um hard work talking to folks um You name it, uh, what they're doing. And it's a grassroots effort, knocking on everybody's door. I mean, by uh, within the next two weeks or so, every door will be knocked on in this entire community. And and that's a tough feat. But we have the volunteers that are out doing that because they're passionate about this vision and what it can do for our kids and for our, our future. And a lot of them, their kids won't benefit from it. A good majority of the folks because of by the timing of things being built and otherwise they just know that this is uh, brings value to the community. Some of them have no connection to the schools anymore at all. They don't have grandchildren in the district. They don't have any of that. So um, what that tells me, you know, we're having com- meet community meetings. Well, we, we advertise where um, the, the amount of support that we're getting from uh, local officials in this area, the endorsements on the safety side of things and stating from it was in, Today's paper actually, you know, from Chief uh, Goodwin saying that this is the safest location for us to build um, and we, we can handle the traffic, we can handle all those things and, and the various things that uh, Chief Parrish and, and, and Sheriff Campbell who's involved in the process um, and, and the mayor and the, the city of workers, all of them giving input. Um, it's our job to make sure we share that vision and make sure people have the opportunity to hear the vision, be informed. And I think once you're informed of that vision and what it can do for this town, and then also the current realities of what we have, and and the fact that there's just no $0 solution. Um, If we go down the repair path, it costs more to operate. We still have some of the, we still have some of the major issues that we still have and it costs essentially the same. And in the 10 year period of time, it costs more. So, is it
0: $14 million in repairs?
1: It's $14.5 million in known repairs here in the immediate future in the next uh, 10 years or less, um, not to mention the surprises that, mm-hmm. that happen, yeah. And then there's more to come after that. That's just no, and, that, and that doesn't address the – we still have trailers. We still have other issues. And, and for some folks, this is important, and it really is. If you go into those <laughs> classrooms on days that there's no air conditioning, it is a struggle. Uh, it's something we've all worked through, though. But it doesn't get you the air conditioning. It doesn't address the parking. It doesn't address traffic flow in and out. Um, but it just—it's just the keeping the status quo and uh, keeping the lights on, so to speak. Does this master plan
0: look like it does without the OFCC and its fifty-one percent? Uh,
1: the fifty-five percent. No, or not excuse at all. me, fifty-five. Excuse
0: yeah, me, uh, let me get that right. Uh, there you go. Fifty-five <laughs> percent. Does <laughs> no, it look like this?
1: No, I, I don't. Uh, you know you know for my first re- my first gut reaction was absolutely not and, and and i'm I'm reflecting a little differently here and it uh you gave me a question that i haven't thought about it would be a whole lot harder that's for sure but i think as far as saying what is the other thing we heard is do what is right and what is best for the community and for our kids whether the state funding exists or not and that state share and getting our Essentially, those, those are local tax dollars that have already been sent to Columbus. Let's get them back.
0: We can either spend yeah. them on ourselves or somebody else. Yeah,
1: exactly. They're going to go somewhere. So, um, but this is the right plan. And it, it's just not a corny tagline that we have. And we really believe this is the right plan because of so many people that were involved in creating it. Mm-hmm. And it's the right time because of all the things that are going on as far as the end of life, instru- uh, you know, uh, with our infrastructural issues, the, the way enrollment is coming it's also the right time because of the 55% from the state. Yeah. So I would say the master plan would be harder to accomplish, but the actual design and what's best, I think we would have got to the same place mm-hmm. Um, because I think it is what's best. And I think that's what we heard. It's not the Dave brand plan. It's not the board's plan. It is truly a community grassroots driven plan. Um, But, you're, you're almost double, you're doubling the cost. You're more than doubling the cost. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it, it, it's tough to ask for more money. I, none of us want to pay more taxes, yep. uh, but our return on investment for our community, I, I firmly believe, will will all feel the benefit of it. Um, for our kids, um, business owners, the community at large, I think is going to all, all of us will feel the benefit of of this plan. Um, and so to be able to take advantage of that 55% again, I think that's just one more piece that makes this plan the best plan and and the right plan, um, and the right time to make that plan happen.
0: Let's hit the time part on that, the title of the, uh, the, I guess the group promoting this levy, because when I understood how the Ohio facilities construction commission funding worked and what that really put on you in terms of getting it done or not getting it that if I were you, I'd be freaking out about trying to get this done now and get really to to pass on the understanding of what you know and what you see people wanting and what you want. And I would want everybody to know that because this this is essentially a time bomb in either a good way or a bad way. Uh, tell me about yes. this time in the election. <laughs> I, I, that's how I feel about it? and Maybe you can calm me down? Well, I don't know. Um, or you can I tell me. Feel, yeah, I would feel,
1: uh, yes, I feel that way. But I, I, I wouldn't quite put it that way because of the amount of people that we have um, out there trying to make this campaign happen and make sure people are informed. Yeah. And the way in my short period of time here, I've seen this community rally behind great causes. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a cause. And this is a great cause to the community. So uh, it doesn't quite put me into that, that nerve point. And, uh, and, and I'm also blessed to be able to be out nearly every night with some group talking um and and sharing this plan and and getting energized by people who who are also out there we have hundreds of people out there right now today as we're talking um you know there's there's a group down at daily grind right now talking um that are that's just a purely grassroots effort so that energizes me uh but uh with the contract with the facility commission you have a year to, to get your funding they approved us they approve in october Okay. Okay. So starts then. So the the clock started in October. The clock started ticking in October for us. And so without having the land, November would have been the first election we could have went to. We didn't have the land. And so we felt from what we heard that, that we shouldn't be on the ballot then. Mm -hmm. So then that moves us to the next primary. Clock's still ticking. Clock's ticking. And uh, we're in a presidential primary year which for Ohio, that means March 17th. Uh, so that means a little less time. Mm-hmm. And it means uh, th- th- those passionate people that are out there uh, walking through the snow to make sure people un- understand what's going on and that, that I'm just blessed to be, be, be surrounded by these great people. Uh, last night, we had a, a great community meeting, and, and really the, the weather this w- was, a, was tough for people to get there. It, it's when the snow really started flying. But we had 75 people there last night. And uh, so it was just another great experience for people to get their questions answered and to, to learn a little more about the project and to let other people share their passion behind this project and what this will hold for our community. So, uh, so we have here March 17th, and, and uh, right now that's the sole focus is on March 17th. But if not, uh, again, we have till October to get this deal done. So uh, the board will have to make some decisions um, uh, if we're unfortunate. Uh, if we didn't communicate this plan well enough or if the community doesn't believe uh that this plan is the right plan, um then then uh we'll we'll you know, I would venture to guess we'll be back on the ballot maybe August. Mm-hmm. Um, because you gotta get back on and then that's a special election. That's more challenges that come in there. Uh it's not something you wanna do, but when the clock starts ticking and you're talking about uh that you know, some people want to call it a matching grant. It's a similar concept, right? You know, yeah. they're paying 55% of it. That's, that's like a matching grant to that. So, um, so, so we got to get it done and we got to get that message out and we got to be able to answer people's questions because because not only is it about sharing what our current reality is and then sharing what this can bring and what this can do for our kids and for our community as a whole. Um, but, uh, it's about answering the concerns and questions each individual has and everybody has a different perspective and they should have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so doing everything we can, um, again, whether it's knocking on doors or whether it's, uh, uh meetings and sitting at the coffee house or, or, other things that, you know, talking with you who've, who you got people asking you questions too, you know, and all these circles, right. We're just yep. trying to get it out there and answer those questions honestly and clearly and factually so people can make an informed decision. Um, I truly believe that everybody, all rational people, come to the same conclusion when given that information, you know. And uh, some people have been on this journey with us a little longer. Some people have been on this journey a whole lot longer than I have here at Philly. Mm -hmm. And so it took me a while to catch up. And so some people don't know much about the project yet and maybe even the process of the plan. And that's and our job to get out there and, and explain that to folks so they can make that informed decision. And, and I'm confident in this community, I know it's a tough ask when you're talking about dollars and taxes and things of that nature, but the return on that investment, in my opinion, is amazing. And it's, it's really more. So what, what are you getting? We're paying this money. We already are. And, uh, we can have, um, something that 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 really meets the needs of all of our kids it's safe it's secure we have traffic studies that have been done um all the different parts that need to happen uh that it's right here it it, it's you know less than a month away from becoming a reality and so it's uh it's an exciting challenge um but it is a challenge to get out and to communicate to to all the voters so they're informed so they can make make their decisions for themselves on the facts that uh, are in front of them and the facts that matter to them.
0: Let me end on then just let's go to March 18th again. And let's say this has been supported. What's, what's your intention? I mean, when we talk about the design of these schools, which we can't do yet, Mm -hmm. which costs millions of dollars, what do you hope to make happen with this chance then? I mean, do we want Philly to be, uh, I don't. I don't even. I don't. Uh, more contemporary are we going for this? This uh, pinnacle, of the, the, <laughs> the, the, the 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 cutting, the cutting edge, edge, the newest, you yes.
1: Know? Uh, and and that's. Are there more This meetings? next step is going to mirror exactly what we did to get to this plan. It is going to the the educators in this community, the safety forces. The city officials, the township officials, the county officials, the residents are going to come together and make those decisions. We're going to go look at schools and and, and ask those schools, what did you do right? And what do you, you know, what what do we, what are you telling us we better do? Mm -hmm. And what are some things that maybe you wish you did differently? And so we're going to learn from all of those, but we're going to make it Quaker nation. We're going to make it what fits new Philly. Um, So it's not my, it's not my vision. It's not my, I've been blessed to be a steward uh, uh, for this district. I've been blessed to work for 3,285 kids every day in a community of over 23,000 people. Uh, So, so my charge is to, to get those people together to help create uh, the best plan for this community. And what would, what would those schools look like? I'm going to probably imagine it's some sort of mix, right? that we do tradition, traditional things have worked because they're good because they've worked, Mm -hmm. but we also have learned from that. Um, We've improved in, in all facets in any industry, we know how to do things better. So let's learn from those things, but there's also cutting edge. You know, they also sometimes about being on the bleeding edge, right? You can be further out there. I I don't know if that's where we belong. Okay. Sometimes you make mistakes when you do that. Um, But there's been a lot of folks ahead of us let's learn from them and let's take it back home. Let's take it here to our town and say, what does that look like for us? So then that means, um, the, the elementary would open in twenty two twenty three, and the, and the high school would open in, uh, 24, 25. And so
0: before I end, did I miss anything? Did, is there anything that you're going to, you're going to leave and say, if I would have included this,
1: you know, no, I don't think so, Ryan. I appreciate it. Uh, I, the only thing I'm thinking is I wish we recorded uh, before we were on on. You know, we had some fun beforehand and just really talking about this process and, and, and what it can do for our town. Um, can other people join
0: that fund then? You seem like a guy that wants to have these conversations. Anybody,
1: everybody, all the time. I mean, uh, I don't know what time this thing's going to, when you're going to put this podcast together, but I think people Hopefully know. Hopefully before the election. Well, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. But what, you know, we started this this guy at uh, 8 yeah. th- o'clock, you know, today. My first meeting on this this morning was 6.30. So uh, this morning we'll keep on going and uh, anytime, anywhere, but not just for me. There's hundreds of volunteers that want to share their story um and share why they're passionate about it and, and why they, they they truly believe in this plan and why um how their voices were heard and, and how um it, it it's not one person's plan. It's it's truly has been a collaborative process in creating it. And so uh, I just look forward to seeing this come to fruition and, and really hope that uh that the, the vision, the opportunity, the need. The need is real. The need is now. I think the choice is clear um, for our community. Um, I just hope that, and I believe it's going to happen because of the – not because of me, because of the hundreds of volunteers that are out doing this stuff and, and trying to in, in inform mm-hmm. that we're able to articulate that vision and that opportunity – and, and what a blessing it will be to this community uh to the voters so that they can rally behind it and get excited and and own it themselves too and be be a part of that process and uh be part of the journey and and, and so that's what that that's what i that's what i'd ask for is just is, is that opportunity and know that um the, the the passion of the hundreds hundreds of people that are out there um and that i i want them to hear on this i appreciate the hours that they're giving up, they're, they're working full time. They're, they have families and they're out uh, because they know that uh, this is an important thing for our community and and can really set us apart. Uh, We already have so many great things. We have a lot of the the nature in our area. I mean, there's so many, the people, jobs, it's happening. And uh, I think this will be one more catalyst that's going to help all these other great projects that are going on around our community alone nothing happens together all the different projects whether you know the south side uh the park systems that we have uh the 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 movement that we have for for the arts downtown the small businesses that we have downtown um the the stem education some of the the great companies that we have kent state right here i mean think about you can live in philly and, and go from preschool to, to, having, to having a bachelor's degree or getting, <laughs> getting, a, getting a, cr- a career credential at Muckeye, yep. all without ever having to leave town. And uh, I think that's an amazing opportunity, and uh, I just look forward to seeing um, what this next chapter brings to, this, to, to our town. If anybody
0: needs information, wants a specific answer, how do they do that? Where's the best places?
1: Uh, look on the school's website; has a lot of factual information. Every single report is there. So mpschools.org, uh, designing our school's future uh, is a link there, uh, and they can get all sorts of information. Um, there are some videos out there, some presentations. There's some videos of what it looks like—a 3D rendering of the of the site uh, as well uh, there and on YouTube. Following the campaign on on the Facebook. Uh, a page there is uh, Vote, vote uh, New Philly 2020 um, and uh, get involved. Ask. Um, hopefully, you know, pretty soon you'll see signs out in yards. Knock on those doors. Why, why are you supporting this? Read the paper. Look on the folks that are writing letters to the editor and why, why they're supporting this plan. Um, and always, they can always call my office. Uh, at the school and uh, get a hold of me there email me um, any any way that they can Uh, we'd be glad to sit down talk to them uh, at at my office at their house whatever works best for them because we want to share that message and we want to answer their questions all right superintendent
0: david brand i appreciate you coming on hot (laughs) Boards, sir this has been fun
1: awesome thank you sir thank you